So let me start by saying that when you're looking at any large transformation, a singular shared vision and alignment of objectives is very critical. When we look at the India Post Payment Bank story, this is more true than anything else. For a country to make progress, you need everybody to be on the same page. What became very important for us in our case was to make sure that we bridge the silos at an institutional level and take forward the next billion as we go about building the bank. What did this mean for us? It meant connecting Bharat with India. It meant repurposing the vision of a legacy institution on the back of an embedded bank, a young startup. Likewise, it meant that a postman known as a Dakia, we could reimagine their journey and from being a disrupted entity, we make, it, make him become a disruptor. So these were the principles we were working on. The story of India Post Payment Bank can be best told by addressing three problem statements. The challenge of the rural underbanked population, largely living in rural India, who did not have the ability to operate their bank accounts. We were secondly looking at the Dakia, who was once the communication fulcrum of any village across India, and who was now rapidly losing relevance. They were often underbanked themselves. And last but not the least, we were looking at a legacy institution which was considered to be very hard to transform. So the powerful idea that led to the success was the fact that you could actually look at all of the above problems and come up with a single solution. We were looking at creating a bank for the underbanked, by the underbanked, but served through a differentiated bank. Let us start with the rural and the urban underbanked population. What you see over here is a very commonplace scene in rural India. What we are seeing is a long snaking queue outside a bank branch. Typically, a person in the village would travel tens of kilometers just in order to reach a branch. And once they are there, they have to contend with long queues. Very often, they are turned back. It's commonplace to hear that there is no cash in the bank branch. What did it mean for them? It actually meant the loss of a day's work. At times, they even had to pay a facilitation fee in order to be able to withdraw their own money. So it was no wonder that people had accounts but rarely used them. Now let us cut across to urban India. The problem was different. Here we are talking about a fact. The physical distance is not a challenge but the social distance is. Banks were intimidating. A visit to the bank was like going to a Taj Mahal. You could admire it from a distance. You could even brag about being to a bank once or twice, but you never saw it as an institution which was solving a real need for you. That also meant that there was no financial security. Because at the end of the day, both the urban and the rural, rural poor had technically had an account, 
but they were not part of the formal financial economy. As a result, loan sharks abundant, and people were often victimized. If they faced a costly medical problem, there were situations for lack of insurance, they could be financially wiped out. There was no way to even make a basic investment. The concept was alien. Looking at inflation, there were times when their entire savings, which were sitting in hidden pots, would get wiped out. Amidst all of this, we saw an institution, an institution which was deeply entrenched into the social fabric of the country, the Department of Post, with a phenomenal vast network of 155,000 post offices across the length and breadth of the country, and which had a serving force of 300,000 plus dakyas, which were visiting possibly every household on a daily basis. Let's take a look at the legacy of the dakya. A dakya brought announcements from the government. He was part of the social fabric. They brought job letters for the young and the bold. They brought marriage proposals for the village daughters. They brought timely pensions for the elders and money orders from the sons who were working overseas. Very often, the dakya traveled again tens of kilometers to reach a village. They would bring and take news and therefore commanded a great respect for the service they were providing to the village. More importantly, they did not just deliver and collect letters. They were actually sitting there and writing and reading letters for the villagers. So as a result, they became a part of the house, the household. They were deeply trusted. And as we can see, they brought basic literacy to the village. They were trusted. There was a legacy. And that is the reason when we look at India Post today, Almost 90% of the postal network today serves and is dedicated to villages. So this is one of the post offices, which is the highest post office in the world. It is in a place called Lahul Spiti. But with rising internet, we also realized that they were getting marginalized. With rising internet, with smartphone penetration, the letter volumes dropped. WhatsApp, SMS, these became the dominant forms of communication. People also had children who were doing basic education. And as a result, they didn't need physical letters. Much less did they need somebody to come and write and read them the letters. While the nation moved ahead, the humble guy on the bicycle got disrupted. And it was the same time we realized that while in the villages, the basic literacy was no longer a problem. But you could clearly see that financial literacy was still a very, very big problem. The Dakia was the bridge between the people and their hopes, their expectations. The changing times might have marginalized the Dakia, but the relationship with the community was still strong. They had a new role to play, and we needed to rebuild this bridge. So how did India Post Payment Bank matter? India Post Payment Bank's most critical success lies in the fact that the Dakia and the rural urban poor could lift each other by having the right enabling platform. As a result, with this in mind, India Post Payment Bank 
leveraged mobile technology and the Aadhaar stack. And we were able to bring online banking services at the doorstep of every household. The fact that the Dakia traveled kilometers, multiple kilometers to reach the remotest village, enabling financial inclusion at population scale by bringing the unbanked and the underbanked into the fold of mainstream banking. The fact that the Dakia was trusted for years by the villagers and the urban poor, it helped them to now provide financial literacy. And in order to be able to do so, what became very critical was the fact that we had to do a huge financial literacy program for the Dakia. With this goal in mind, we ran the largest financial literacy program ever, and we were able to impart almost 200,000 Dakia's financial literacy training stretching over almost 10 million man hours. As a result, India Post Payment Bank was able to blitzscale the rural banking infrastructure by two and a half times. Equipped with this financial knowledge, the Dakia became the forerunner imparting financial literacy to the villagers. The student became the teacher. They were able to create interventions that nobody else could achieve. What was more important to note is that IPB today is a common financial infrastructure. They do not just serve India Post Payment Bank. They are able to today provide the last mile connect for any bank account in which you are having your funds. The list of partner service organizations continue to increase, be it insurance, be it mutual fund, be it investment instruments. They are all able to today leverage the India Post Payment Bank structure and take their services to the last mile. A win-win proposition was even created for the Department of Post, whereas the traditional financial service stack of India Post was connected with the interoperable banking ecosystem. The transformation was by no means easy. It was critical to build a bridge between the two institutions. There was the old order representing over 50, 150 years of stellar services, and here was a disruptive young bank which was being set up. One of the first things that we did, we provided a very sound incentive program linked to inclusion goals. We went up the length and breadth of the country, and we showed that this technology worked, and the Dakias could supplement their income, regain their respect in the ecosystem by providing banking and financial services. We were able to create cultural alignment between the two organizations, instill a sense of pride and ownership in the new organization. There was tremendous support from the government, You'll be surprised to know that India Post Payment Bank today is the only institution in the country which is governed by two ministries, the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Communication. It is therefore a wonderful success story of the Indian democracy. I'll say it again. It's a bank of the underbanked, for the underbanked, but served by a differentiated bank. Thank you.